Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in this eighth part of our continuing series, we're going to talk about learning to how to stop the indecision that causes delays in your business, which creates a stagnation or even decline in growth. The goal of any business is to grow and to do so quicker rather than more slowly, obviously, right? So most sellers will get what is known as analysis paralysis at some point in their business because they just don't know what is there to guide their decisions. And even if they do, they're not confident that they are good enough to actually make that right decision. So basically, that's what we're going to talk about today. And you know, we get it. Your business actions might not always be clear, but when you know what to look for, what actions to take, and you repeat these processes, you'll get the experience to have confidence in yourself. So today, let's get you more confident to make quick decisions in your business based on research. Yeah, right. So I think we can all agree that as entrepreneurs, and I probably should just say humans, that sometimes it can be hard to make decisions. It doesn't matter what that decision is about. Sometimes I have a hard, hard time just thinking about what I'm going to eat for breakfast, right? <laughs> that's yeah, that's it. a big one in our house. What do we want to eat? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I had bacon yesterday, you know, should I eat more bacon? It's always a good time for bacon anyway, isn't it? But yeah, fair to say, it's depending on what mood we're in, um, maybe even what we ate, did we do any exercise, all those things, it can be harder to make decisions. There's also a lot of our subconscious that's wrapped up in making decisions as well, right? And past experiences. So things like, yeah, past experiences, you know, it didn't work before. So why should it work now? Or lack of experience. Well, I've never done it before. So am I able to do it? Fear that it's going to go wrong if you actually do something. Or fear of losing money, right? That's a big one for, for a lot of people, especially if you're not used to investing in yourself. I mean, a lot of us probably went to uni or college or something. Um, we usually had to pay for, for that. Unless you were in England when I was brought up, we were quite lucky. We didn't, we didn't have to pay for any of that stuff. But, you know, it's still an investment of your time. It's an investment of your of yourself and your education. Um, but also reputational, you know, am I, if it goes wrong, what am I going to look like? What am I going to look like to my, my family, to my friends, to my peers? And so a lot of these things, they, they're kind of, and we've all had it, right? The devil and the angel on the shoulder. But all of these things are going around in your head. How many conversations do you have with yourself every day, right? Wait, you have a things. second one? I just have the, the red one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads. I've got like multiple personalities, right? Going on. <laughs> yeah, I like to call it mental gymnastics, right? You're just literally doing that. I've done that sometimes some some days I'm so clear I'm like yes and then other days I'm literally having this mental gymnastics going on and it's exhausting right it can cost you and your and your business a lot of time energy and of course that, that can translate into money as well so we could talk probably I reckon for about two or three months on all the things that I've just mentioned in terms of like going deep into those areas but one of the quick things that we can do is this technique is practice this technique so literally, this is what I try and do sometimes when I know I'm having these mental gymnastics, I try and have an out of body experience. Now, <laughs> I'm not talking about like levitating, literally levitating above my body, but I try and look at the situation as someone else, right? So it's almost like you have to take yourself out of your head and your own conversation and look at the situation that you're in, in the same way that we're, we can be coaches. How many people have actually sat down with someone else who have had a, exactly the same problem as you? 
whether that be maybe a relationship or a friendship or something like that. And you're so able to give advice to someone else because you're not in it, right? And so you kind of have to do that with yourself if you don't have anybody else to talk to about it. I see where the Um, multiple personalities come from now. Yeah, exactly, exactly, (laughs) right. But it's it's kind of a it's a it's weird to, to do it, but it's it's kind of a cool way to say. If I was talking to someone else about this, what would I what advice would I give them? You know, what would I tell them to do? And also, as part of this process, you want to kind of commit to yourself that you're going to take an action, regardless of what it what the action is. You're going to do something because if you do nothing, you're not going to go any further, right? So you almost have to like convince yourself, "Yep, I'm going to do something." And then another way to make that decision even more cemented is to use data to back up that action because data is about the only thing that's going to give us confidence that the instinct that we have is right and so those core three things together you know pretend you're someone else commit to yourself yep i'm actually going to do something and then find the data to back up the action and so that's the key areas that we're going to talk about today so what data do you need to look at to make those key decisions how to know if the data is good enough to move forward with how to stop yourself from stopping yourself, right? Which is kind of what we're talking about, the out-of-body experience. And also how to finally start making confident decisions going forward as well, because it's going to get easier. The more you do, the the easier it's going to get. Yeah, and I like this because I think, you know, even you and I will have points in, in any part of our business journey or even points in our life where it's like, we know that we're busy. Like we've got too much thing, too many things to do in a day. So we actually bottleneck certain processes by accident because we're like, well, this is something I feel like I have to do at least for now, when in reality, probably pass it off onto somebody else or find a quicker, more processed way to do things. Um, and it does all come back to data and essentially making processes and all that kind of stuff. But when we talk about data, you know, it's not just, hey, look at some, you know, sales metrics and that's that's all you need to do. And then that's your dear done for the day. Basically, you need to be able to be sure that what data you, you know, collate and and extract from your business is something that's going to help you make good decisions. So we definitely have a few different areas to look at in order to be successful in making good decisions. The first one is, you know, being the products, right? So products are the lifeblood of the business. This is one of the key areas where people procrastinate and never get going, or they've made some bad decisions in the past and are afraid to move forward. So you need to check your data to give you confidence in the idea that the product is going to put money back in your pocket once it starts selling on, on Amazon. Those kind of metrics that we look at and that we kind of take our members through, return on investment. So ROI, what is the ROI of this product? What's the profit percent? How much money do you actually get from this in profit per month? How much monthly revenue can you get from this product? And how much income can you get from the product? And those are just a few. Like there's going to be some other things in there, how many expenses you have, what your PPC might look like, all that kind of stuff. But essentially, those are product stats, right? We need to make sure that we're staying on top of those. And then there's things like product performance metrics, which are how well this product is doing versus, you know, any other products or within its own, you know, since it's, you know, own history or whatever. And these are going to help you understand how to maximize your product's performances so you can make confident decisions and how to optimize this stuff and adjust this and test new things day in and day out. So this would be stuff like your conversion rates, your sessions per days, per day, days, <laughs> your sales <laughs> per day, your keyword ranking, your star rating, and a few other things as well. So once you know these things and you track them and you see the trends of when it's going up and when it's going down, you'll know that whatever you did that made changes and caused those things to shift, that's what's going to happen. So for example, you might raise your price three, $4 when your conversion rate drops, your sessions go down, your sales kind of go down, but your profitability stays about the same thing. Now you have to understand, okay, is it okay that I sell this and my profit and, and income is the same? 
or is it going to actually cause my keyword ranking to drop over time, which would then obviously cause you to sell less. And then obviously your cash flow kind of drains away. These are things that you need to keep in top of your mind because it's not all about how much money that product makes per sale. It's about how much money that product makes month after month, year after year. And if you can understand these things and how each product's performance metrics go, you'll be a lot more confident in optimizing these things. And then the other thing is probably the, the next third one that I would say is probably the profit optimization metrics, kind of what I was just talking about there. But essentially, what levers can you pull to make your business work better for your profitability and cash flow? This is a lot of the things that we we're just talking about. There's like, you know, if you price too high, your sales and keywords will, you know, shift and all that stuff. And you have to understand, is this going to make my PPC metrics way too high? Am I getting all my sales from ads now versus, you know, I used to get some from organic. You know, we have to understand, are our PPC metrics actually getting us profitable ads? Are we getting organic sales flowing better? Are we stop spending things on, you know, you know, things that you don't need, like external traffic or shiny objects, you know, the next new course, the next new magic silver bullet thing. You know, these are things that you can keep optimizing as you go monthly subscriptions. You know, if you just look at the things you subscribe to in a month, you might be able to actually start taking some of that stuff out. And now you've got profit optimization kind of maximizing your business and you start to make some, get some of that money back. So you can put it towards things like ads. So stuff that actually helps you make more money. And once you start analyzing these pieces of data regularly, you'll quickly find that there are things you need to do and things you need to stop doing that even potentially includes you ditching a product or two. And that's something we talk about with people all the time, especially when they first come to us, Kirsty. It's like, oh, I'm selling six products. And I'm like, well, how many variations do you have? Well, I've got four variations on each one. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I get it. You have a million dollar business, but you could probably have a $2 million business if instead of all these variations, you just launch six more products, right? Yeah. So like, it's, 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 it's kind of insane how inefficient a lot of people can be with their business. And that's why we talk about potentially ditching products. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's interesting how as well, that the data that we look at and we make decisions on, we kind of weigh outweigh certain return and investments, if you like. So yeah. I've had this conversation um, a lot recently with, with people where, you know, they, they, they come to us and they're spending a lot in the business, right? And um, when we talk about potentially getting help on that or coaching on that or mentorship on that, they see the mentorship is the cost. And then when I say, well, actually, how much are you spending on your PPC ads? How much profit are you getting back from the business? What's your conversion rates on, on that on your business? And they're spending a lot of money on those things, but not getting any return. And so, you know, one thing that I say to people is, well, if we could get you the return on that, but stop you spending all that money in that first place and take some of that inefficient spend because you're just kind of going to keep spending on that stuff, right? That's not giving any return. Take some of that inefficient spend and invest in yourself to understand those things better, to give you a better long-term business. Then that is a better use of the investment funds that you currently have in the business. And so those things that you were talking about there about subscriptions and, and things like that, that's how you have to look at every every dollar that you're putting into the business, yeah. is it actually bringing me the right return? And could I actually, you know, plant it somewhere else and where it's, where it's going to grow. So it's, it's, you know, it's a really good point that you bring up there because um, I think sometimes we miss that because we don't feel that the investment in ourselves is, is the thing that we need to, to do. Right. Yeah. And obviously if you're, you know, subscribed and, and, and got a subscription to every single tool or whatever out there, then you might get a, a magical piece of data that's going to change your business somehow, right? I mean, that's that's what everybody's hoping is like, oh, I'm going to subscribe to everything. So that way, eventually I'll get one thing that helps my business is like, 
why don't you just look for the answers to the things that you need to fix in your business first, which comes from data usually, and then find somebody who can help fix that thing instead of hoping and praying that, you know, by spending money everywhere, you're actually going to make some money. Yeah, exactly. Or hiring people in the business to sort those things out for you. But when you don't know what the data points should be, then it's really difficult to outsource that to someone else and hope that miraculously they turn the business around. Generally, it doesn't work either, right? Um, So in terms of the data itself, you know, the data, unfortunately, is not always going to be 100% accurate, right? Because some of the key things that you're going to be working from, especially when you first start out. So we talked about there, you know, the product. Of course, we're going to try and find the data that's going to give us the idea of what we should be able to do so we can make some assumptions. But it's not going to be 100% accurate which is why reviewing is very important. So this is this is what you kind of need to do to know if the data is good enough to number one, make the first decision, but then how do you make better decisions as you move forward? So first up, any data to help you make that first decision is better than no data, right? So that's why we always talk about estimates or forecasts. And, um, you know, sometimes when we're working with people for the first time and they say, well, you just try and you just get me to guess, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, no, you've got, you're either going to go to a source that's going to give you some some data that you can start to work from. And then it's up to you as the business owner to make sure that the data points work in the future, right? But you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then what you need to do is review. So always go back to what you assumed and then record what actually happened, right? That data is going to be more useful as you go forward. So basically you start with nothing and you, you've got some data points um, and you make some assumptions, you launch a product and then you record what actually happened. And then you go for another month and then record again what actually happened. And what you're going to be doing is make constant decisions based on the actual data that you're going to get back, which is what Isaac just kind of went through, right? So um, your conversion, your sessions and all that other stuff. And that data is going to be more accurate because it's real. And so therefore, it's going to help you make better decisions as you move forward. And the more you do it, the more accurate your forecasts are going to be and the more confident you're going to be in your decisions. So without actually doing it, it's hard to kind of um, explain it. But basically, start off with some data, make some decisions on that data. But the key point is to review and make better decisions based on the actual data that you get back. And so one thing that we like to say is really when you're making a decision, you want 70 percent confidence in the data. And then basically the other 30% is either just winging it (laughs) and it's a leap of faith moment, right? If you were waiting for 100% accuracy, that's called perfection. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that are perfection or believe that you are perfectionists. However, a perfectionist, it doesn't exist in my book. I just don't know anyone that is totally 100% perfect and makes decisions perfectly, right? And so um, as one of our mentors, Ryan Levesque, he always says, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to get it going. And one of the favorite quotes that I've got is feel the fear and do it anyway. So you're always going to have some anticipation about anything, any decision that you make. But if you don't actually take an action, you're not going to get more data to make better decisions. So 70% data. Yep. If all this came off, it'd look awesome. But I don't actually know. But, it, you know, I've based it. 70% of my decision based on that 30% let's just do it see what happens and then the follow-up process is going to essentially help you so the action that you take is going to help you to get better data back so that you can make better decisions in the future yeah I have a feeling that if you're truly a perfectionist you wouldn't even be able to get out of bed in the morning because you wouldn't (laughs) start (laughs) 
like, oh no, how do I properly get out of, out of bed without doing anything that'll, you know, be out of the, out of my perfect life. It's, <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where, yes, you don't want to make mistakes, but at the same time, you do want to make mistakes. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But, you know, I think a big issue most entrepreneurs have is getting to the point that they feel like they should just take an action, but they get scared and stopped. I mean, this is something that we see all the time, literally right at the point when they're supposed to either make a big decision, they, they back away and don't say anything and kind of disappear or they get really, really anxious. And then they start posting in, especially like in our forum or in some of our groups a lot and saying like, I really need help right now. And it's like, you think they're in like this big panic mode, but it's like, there's nothing wrong. You're actually just over, you know, over exerting yourself about what's supposed to happen. So the, the basic assumption there is that they, everything they did up to that point is not good enough and they just don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. The, only way good at, the only way to get good at making decisions is to actually make mistakes though. And, you know, this is sometimes called the school of hard knocks, but really, if you never make a mistake in a business, that means you aren't going to be, be as successful as you want because you'll be afraid to try to do something bold. And we all make mistakes in business, but they're, you know, they're the best learning experiences and 99.9% .9 of the time, they won't kill you. So don't just think to yourself, oh yeah, I got to be perfect all the time. I don't want to make any mistakes. Yeah, we don't, we want to stop you from making big mistakes, big chunks of money that go out the window, but there's going to be things about maybe you didn't do, write the listing properly or like your, your conversion rates only at 15%. You can make it better. You can always make these things change as you go. Right. So if there is an outside risk of, of you dying from the mistake, by the way, just, you know, maybe get some outside consultation before making that decision, because uh, we don't want that. Uh, we don't want that on the table with an Amazon business. That shouldn't be the case though. So it's in a sense, you know, you're basically stopping yourself once you start realizing that yes, you will make mistakes and you'll stop stopping yourself. And those mistakes can usually be fixed later without you having massive issues. So, you know, if, if you think, oh, you know what, maybe this isn't the right product. I, maybe I've got to change some things about it. Well, you could always just try to launch it the way you, you have it currently and then fix those things as you go based on customer feedback. You, you don't have to like get everything perfect the, the first time. Just get it the way you think that you can start and then move forward. And then as you go, you'll find out, you know, metrics and data will come back and it'll tell you, here's the way, the way that you can optimize and maximize this. That's when you can actually strive for more perfection, right? You're never going to get to a perfect product that gets like 100% conversion rate all the time. You know, you're going to get number one in the rankings and get all the traffic from Amazon. That's impossible, but you can keep trying and trying and trying. And then at some point you'll see kind of like that maxed out effect of you doing that. And like, you, no matter what you do, whatever effort you put in, what money you put in, you don't really get beyond a certain threshold. So then you'll kind of know, like I'm maxed out there. I really can't do too much. So let's obviously focus on new products and, and maximizing other products to make sure that I can do this again and again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, um, you know, that idea of making mistakes or learning along the way, what, what we're saying is, is, of course, you're going to weigh up some risk, right? You're going to say, like you said, you don't want to say, you don't want to spend fifty thousand dollars on one product. Yeah. Yay! I'm going to make some mistakes, right? But we're, we're talking about weighing up um, the risk factor based on the data points that are important to you personally, um, based on your budgets, and based on what you want to achieve. And so that's kind of where you where you want to start. But yeah, making mistakes is literally going to speed up your learning process. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times that. I've done that as well. And especially like even in our coaching business, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to send out an email and we're going to do this. And if, you know, trying to perfect like the message or, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know until you send it out. And so yeah. you might as well just keep going, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and get the feedback from people up front. Yeah, and, I, and I think that that message of stopping yourself from stopping yourself is huge because 
the, the, the very first thing, if you want to stop yourself from stopping yourself, just remember, it's okay to make mistakes. You will make mistakes. So why don't you go ahead and try this one and see if it works out and how well it works out. And if not, you'll learn from it. And you probably won't lose a ton of money unless you do something drastically wrong. But if you have good advice going into it and you make those, you know, use your data points to help you understand if this is a good, you know, estimation, you're probably not going to be as, as high of a risk, right? So like, if it's like, hey, I'm just going to pick a product off of Amazon and just start selling it. That's a huge risk because you have nothing based on, you know, anything. Like if you just said, hey, I like this product. So I'm going to go sell it on Amazon. That's a huge risk. And you, and you just can't do that. But what you should do is use the data, get to a certain point of comfort, and you're always going to be uncomfortable. I have, I have no, I don't think there's anybody who's super comfortable about, hey, I'm going to put out $10,000 to get a new product, launch it on Amazon. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it's always going to matter. $10,000 is always going to be $10,000 and it's going to matter. It's going to make you uncomfortable. But if you have done the homework and got the data and the research is done, you'll feel a lot more confident and you just stop yourself and say, look, this isn't the end of the world. Like money does come again, right? You, even if this is a big chunk of your money for you, for you right now, you'll, you'll find a way to get money back again. If you're, if you're, you know, obviously persistent, you know, you either have a day job or, you know, start putting smaller amounts into other things to keep growing it, whatever it is, but money is a a recurring factor in life. And you can always find ways to get that. So no, it's not life and death. Unless you say like, I've literally spent everything in my checking account and I can't eat until I get money back. Then that's, it's not very smart. Like we don't want that for anybody. We want obviously the investment that goes into a business to be investment. That essentially what I always say is is, is essentially, if it goes away, it's not going to kill you. And that's what we want you guys to understand. So don't think that you have to put everything you own or everything, all the money ever into your business. And if you have that mindset, then you'll be able to start making mistakes and you'll yeah. be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not, you know, that's the thing, right? There's risk reward. So you don't want to be like putting your house, you know, remortgaging the house and putting that all into a business with with no data points and just wing it and see what happens, right? Yeah. And so what 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 you feel comfortable losing, if you like, then do that. That's exactly what I did with my first product. I was like, okay, I'm going to spend two and a half thousand dollars to get my first product and launch it. And I'm not going to worry about if it doesn't, if it doesn't come back to me, then I'm not going to die from, yeah. from that investment. Um, and that way you're not right. Putting all of your eggs in that basket, you're not putting all of your reputation on that one. You know, you're, you're kind of, you're hedging your bets a little bit there. Yeah. Right. And so that's what you need to kind of think about. So, and if, when you do that, you're able to make more mistakes because you you want that. You want that feed. Just call it feedback. That's how, that's what we call it, right? It's like yep. the, the mistake is the feedback. And keep doing that. As we said, reviewing, repeated learning is really going to increase your confidence because you're going to get more accurate data back and the more you kind of tweak things. And the one thing I would say is that I think, again, it's a bit like the antithesis of... Um, of what we're talking about here, right? You know, some people are like, yeah, I want everything perfect or great. I'm going to tweak everything um, as soon as I get some data. So there is like a sweet spot between um, getting getting the data back and doing taking an action. And so we always like at least one week's worth of data for us to be able to see, is it a pattern? Is it a trend? Um, it's funny, recently I've been speaking to a few people that have started to work with us and I said, you know, what was life like before for you? And they were like, well, you know, I knew something was wrong, but they would spend literally three to four hours a day tweaking, right? 
but they didn't know what they were tweaking. And so I'd be like, well, what, what, what did you do? Explain it to me. So they'd be, they'd be like, yeah, I'd go in, I'd have a look at competitors. I would then go, oh my God, they've got loads of reviews and now they've got ranking and I haven't got the ranking and they've got a higher BSR than me. How are they doing it? And so they'd look at their listing and then they'd look at their own listing and then they'd go, hmm, I need to tweak my listing because my conversion rates are down. But the tweaking was then looking at keywords. Well, maybe I need to put more keywords in there. And so there was this kind of constant cycle of, I think I need more keywords, but I don't know what the keywords are, stuffing stuffing the listing with keywords and then expecting a result the next day or even the next few hours. And if there was no result, then they would tweak again. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a cycle of, of kind of, um, yes, you're looking at data, but it's actually the time frame that you're looking at it and also the frame of reference that you're looking at it and the lens that you're looking at it through is just detrimental to what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And, and so clearly that time. they don't know what they're doing because if you're stuffing keywords, that's actually not helping your conversion. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I think it was interesting because some, sometimes the assumptions of what we think, I think because we're on an online business, we're on an online platform and um, SEO keywords it's almost like mechanical. And I think this is what a lot of people um, view data through. It's a mechanical thing. And actually, just because you need keywords, doesn't mean to say that that is the only way to increase your conversion. And we've talked a lot about this in in a few, in a lot of episodes before. Um, But yeah, it's again, those assumptions again, of what we think we know is the right thing can be complete opposite to what we actually need to do. And also if you're switching things up every few hours, how do you know what worked? How do you know if that one thing was going to work and then you switch your price and then you then you put your price down and price up again? So if you're in this cycle, we always say just change one thing at a time and wait for a week. I know it can feel painful, but you need, I mean, buying patterns are going to be different on a Monday to a Thursday to a weekend. And so you want to be able to see at least a week of data to see how it's performed in, in that week. And has that one change actually made a difference? And once you get into the habit of that, then you're going to be a lot more confident about which things worked. And therefore, then you can put that across the rest of your business as well. And And you're going to make, I'm even of the opinion sometimes wait two weeks because you know, that it does take a little bit of time for Amazon's algorithm to catch up on some of the stuff that you've changed. So some of those days might be a little tainted in the first week. So it might even take 10 or 14 days, but yeah, at least a week for sure. Yeah, exactly. So you know, if anybody's sat listening to this and they're like, you've just described my days, then stop doing it. <laughs> um, and there's usually a simpler way to to really understand what the core problem is. And so um, by just looking at the data, changing one thing and seeing if it makes a difference, it's going to make your life a lot, a lot easier um, to move forward. And then in the future, because some, when something works, you're going to know that one thing worked and you're going to spend less time making decisions because you're not going to have that great balance of experience and the data to guide you as well. So you need to know what, what's working rather than trying lots of different things all at once because somebody somewhere told you that that might be a good idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, once you get this down, you're going to be like, I get how to make decisions now because I'm doing it over and over and over and over and over. And if you're not making decisions based on understanding your data and interpreting it properly, I don't know what else is going to allow you to make decisions because it's, it's basically scientific principles, right? So do something, test their end result, see if that's the result you want. If not, 
started all over again with a different type of like, you know, theory or, or action that you want to take and then test it again. And if you just keep doing this stuff over and over and again, you become a freaking expert pretty quickly at testing and understanding what things do and, and how things become what they end up becoming. Um, if you just sit there and go, I'm looking at my data, I'm never going to do anything. I'm just going to assume that I need to understand what it means. It's like, well, it, understanding what it means is not doing anything about it. Right. I kind of use this, I use this before, um, with a couple of clients, but I, I, I refer to this as like the Hamlet scenario. So anybody who's ever seen read or, you know, watch the play Hamlet, uh, essentially Hamlet is, has this inner monologue with himself, this whole, you know, soliloquy and everything is like, what should I do? Basically my uncle's killed my dad. He's married my mom. The whole kingdom is starting to kind of unravel. We've got invaders from the North, all this other stuff's happening. Right. And so instead of just like going, Hey, I'm going to actually do something. I'm going to go punch my uncle in the face and tell him, Hey, stop marrying my mom. And I'm the actual rightful King or whatever. He actually does nothing. And then in the end, everybody dies. So that's kind of what happens in your business. If you watch everything and you don't do any actions, it can literally kill your business. So don't Hamlet your own business right there. Um, so if you <laughs> are a literary buff and you'd like to apply that to your Amazon business, just uh, keep that in mind with the moral of the story is take some action, damn it. We'll have to change it to to tweak or not to tweak. That yeah, is the exactly. question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. So let's recap. Obviously, the first thing we talked about was what data you need to look at in order to make key decisions in your business. Then we talked about how to know if the data is good enough to move forward. And then we said, you know, basically, here's what you need to do. Stop stopping yourself, right? So that's the third thing we talked about. And then finally, we talked about how to stop or start making confident decisions going forward and make them quickly, right? Basically, it's through experience, through data, through understanding this process of, you know, you're not going to die if you change something, right? Like, just keep making these things. If it didn't work, well, you can change it back or you can go back and do something else. It's all going to make sense in the end when you get really, really good at doing this stuff. So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Don't be a Hamlet. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to feel your lifestyle, head to GoTeamReal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.